So over the past couple of weeks, we've unpacked this idea, this relationship between light and the dark. And along the way, we've looked at things of how darkness conceals, but light reveals. And just as we have the desire to cover up our sins, but God ultimately reveals who we are. And we, we've seen how in the New Testament that Jesus is called the light and that he offers us a way to step out of our darkness into the light and not only to step into the light, but to learn to walk in the light and, and that he offers us hope. And it's my hope that as we've looked through this, that you are beginning to see God in a new light. I know, corny. Get over it. But as we wrap up our series, there are two truths that I want us to understand. One is that we live in a dark world that is full of pain and sin and hurt. And two is that hope is possible through faith in Jesus. Well, yes, I know this may sound like, oh, you're just skipping to the end of the message. You've missed the idea of giving us all of this. But the reality is, is that not in order to understand everything else that, is about to, that I'm about to say, you have to understand these two truths. That the world that we live in is full of darkness. If you don't believe that it is full of darkness, go get on social media, go turn on the TV, listen to the radio, whatever it is that you may do. Darkness is everywhere. But it's not just the darkness that's out there. But it's the darkness that we also must admit is inside of us. That darkness that we feel, uh, many, that we have learned in the church society to call sin. It's our desire to do things opposite of what God wants. To, to live away from God's will and desire for us. And it's ultimately what separates us from God is our own choice to seek things that are not of God. And it is this separation that leaves us feeling empty. But the, this is where that second truth comes in and why it's so important is that there is hope. Uh, tonight, we're going to look at the um, Nicodemus. We've been spending a lot of time in the book of John throughout the past few weeks. And tonight, we're going to jump into chapter 3 of John again. And here we hear about a very religious man whose name is Nicodemus. And he was a powerful and influential Pharisee. And in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, it says that there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus. And he was a member of the Jewish ruling council. And he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Right here, at the very beginning of the story, we see this interesting fact that Nic Nicodemus went to see Jesus at night. Now why would he do that? Why would John be so specific to even include that detail? This was right after right after Jesus had tossed out the money changers in the temple. And so it was, kind of makes sense that Nicodemus wouldn't want to be seen with Jesus in the light of day. And we're going to look at that a little bit later as well. 
But first, let's see how Jesus responds to Nicodemus. And it's a very familiar verse to uh, probably the most familiar verse. It's John 3, verses 16 through 18, where we hear that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Now, like I said, chances are you've heard this before. You've probably memorized it. You've probably seen it on a billboard or at a football game. It's very very popular. It's probably one of the most well-known verses in all of history. But the reason it is so popular is because it clearly communicates exactly what Jesus's purpose was for coming to and living out and living on this earth. He came into this world in flesh to save us. And this is what hope in Jesus is really all about. It's about recognizing that our sin is what separates us from God and believing that Jesus is who he says he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do And he's going to come back again. But let's take a look at what Jesus says next. Because in John 3, 19 through 21, he says, This is the verdict, that light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light. Because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. This is monumental. That what Jesus explains is the why light and dark do not get along. It's that idea. Look, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I was not the greatest child growing up. My mom will tell you that I oftentimes got, that anytime I did something wrong, I got caught, which is probably true. But there were more times than not where, um, when, where, when I was doing things that I didn't want to be in, get in trouble for, when did you do them? In the darkness of night, when people couldn't see you, you try to hide. When, you, when do you play hide and go seek? When do most people want to do it? At night. Why? Because it's easier to hide. It explains why Nicodemus waited until the night to approach Jesus. Nicodemus was afraid that he would be seen talking to Jesus. And so he went under the cover of darkness. And it, it explains why coming to faith in Jesus can be so difficult for us too. That we are hum- as humans are lovers of the darkness because we can hide. And, it's, and we'd much rather stay in the darkness hiding instead of coming to the light. When we sin or when we turn away from God, our sin not only separates us from God, but it makes us feel shame because of it. I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Adam and Eve that the first people experienced the same struggle. The moment that they sinned, the first thing that they did was try to cover themselves up. They tried to hide from God so that they could hide their sin and hide their shame. Darkness likes darkness. Or as you, you may recall the story in which I told, Kool-Aid needs more Kool-Aid on the white carpet. But all it leads to is a bigger stain. And this is our problem. Jesus came as the light in the dark. 
the tension and the friction that he created, it still resonates within us as we wrestle with our identity, as we seek to, do we really want to leave the darkness for the light? The Apostle Paul lays out this struggle for us really clearly in Romans chapter 6, where we see the dilemma that we all face when we are wrapped up in our own darkness and in our own sin. As I read this, you might hear some things that remind you of your life. That if you're locked into a cycle of turning from God, turning away from God rather, followed by feeling guilty and lonely, this is that cycle that I often found myself in growing up. And still to, to, to this day, to some extent, this idea of turning away from God. And even as I turn away from God, then I feel guilty and lonely, which causes me to turn even further. Right. And it, it, but hopefully this will help us to understand and how to fix it. Romans chapter three or chapter six, rather, verses 20 through 23 when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see the difference? Being a slave to sin leads to darkness and death. And this is not just a worldly death. But it's pointing to the fact that our choices to live for ourselves means that we choose to live apart from God. And that's not just in the here and now, but in the eternity as well. However, there is hope for us, even in this darkness, that faith in Jesus leads to the light and to life. This is why Jesus came to earth. This is why he chose to become the light in the world, to create a way so that you and I could be able to come back to God, that we would see the light in the darkness and that it would cause us to go to that light, that we could not only walk into the light, but learn to walk in the light as we proclaim that the best of all is that God is with us. Amen. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this series as we've looked at what it means to be the light in the dark. I hope you've enjoyed it half as much as I've enjoyed giving it to you.